Hey, hey, everybody. We are back for another episode of Boss Your Business. And today I have amazing Andrea with me and we are going to talk about worth, self-worth, money worth, all the funny things that we struggle with so often. Now, let me introduce you to Andrea. Andrea is known for helping bold, ambitious women create their own custom secret sauce for success in both life and business. You know me, I love this whole combination because we went into business for our passion that always should come together. And she combines two, just two ingredients, keeping it simple, the right mindset and solid systems. Now you know why I invited Andrea. Andrea believes you can move um, from believing what you want is impossible to possible just by simplifying and making it doable and fun. Even, yes, even systems. You don't have to be as system nerdy as I am or she is. Yes, you can build systems <laughs> without being that nerdy. And Andrea, your clients say that they've learned how to make what seems to be complex and daunting ease and easy, just easy using your signature program. So... I am really excited to chat with you today. First of all, because you're a systems nerd like me, but you also <laughs> understand just as much that systems need to be easy and human-centered and just usable for everybody. So welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm so happy excited. to be here. So you guys already know the framework of Bossy Business. So you know the first question that's coming. We kind of got an idea of what you do now, but how did Andrea get here? It's always my favorite there? question. There's always these it's funny stories. It's a great question. So the sun is like, I'm just going to say it's sunny here at my house today, which, you know, is not always the case, but we're going to move this little desk around and see if I can play with it. Okay. So how did I get here? I, um, well, way back in the day, way back in the day when I didn't know what I wanted to do with who I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, I graduated with a degree in history and psychology, kind of liberal artsy. I worked in advertising. I worked in public relations. I got, I went and got a master's in speech pathology, which has nothing to do with, it doesn't, I mean, it sort of does. Interesting. It yeah. It's all really communication oriented. I think if I looked for like the common thread Mm -hmm. I really liked helping people communicate. I really liked um, kind of sharing messages in ways that people could understand them. Like kind of comes back to like, let's make this simple. Like we don't have to get super complicated because we yeah. want everybody to base, to really just understand what we're getting after. So that's really the common thread through all of it. But how did I start the business I'm in now? That really stems back to a job I had working for a company for about 10 years. I worked for them recruiting and hiring and training new entrepreneurs. It was almost like I was opening new franchises for them. I wasn't hmm. not, I mean, on paper, they weren't franchises, but that's basically yeah. what was going on. And I kind of got tired of all the corporate mumbo jumbo. <laughs> the, the, the joke was if they tell me one more time that that's a great idea, but then don't put anything to action. You know, I was out. So I was out eventually. I was out. And, but I stayed there for 10 years. So there must've been something like, why did I stay there that long? So when I really reflected on that, the part of that job that I loved the most was what they called training. But now when I really look at it, what I really, what it really was, was coaching. And it was coaching 
entrepreneurs who, when the going got rough, they kind of wanted to quit. You know, mm -hmm. like the fun had worn off. What had driven them to, to do this in the first place was now in the back of their minds instead of in the front of their minds. And it's things started to feel super complicated to them. And they also felt like they were sacrificing things. Like most of these people were women. And so, you know, I need to spend more time with my family. I can't put it towards this business and I'm yeah. feeling guilty and all that. So I actually kind of liked helping them through that stage and seeing what happened when they got to the other side and the success they had. So after working for someone else for 10 years, doing that for someone else, I was like, you know what? I think it's time just to do this for me and who work with who I want to work with. So mm -hmm. um, in 2018, I said sayonara and I started my own, my own thing doing that. So really helping people make things simpler, right? And it's, it's systems, like you just said, but it's, and it's also the way you think about it. Like, I like to say, what are the thought options? Like, let's think of a new thought because that one's not working for you. And it's like, I'm, I'm just sitting here nodding my head. So everybody that's listening to the podcast, I've literally just been sitting here smirking and nodding my head where I'm like, it's the same progression that I see all the time. We have that initial drive, that initial fire, the passion. And then at some point you realize there's a business behind this. And then this person tells you, you need to do that. And you need to do this. And click funnels and lead funnels and email and accounting and the admin stuff and, and market yourself here and post it. And blah, blah. Not yeah. why we went into business for. So it's, it, that's why I'm literally just sitting here smirking because I'm like, yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it starts and, to feel like, I think like a, it, it gets to be a job. Yep. More than a business. Yep. And so, then you get into what I call just reactive mode. Yeah. You are, you are just doing, you, you got your drive, you got the clients in the door, you are making money. And now suddenly you, you forget why you started doing this. You pay attention to paying the bills and getting money yes. in the door, getting new clients in the door. And I'm like, hold on, step back. What are your core values? Why are you doing this? Because if you forget about those, you're just going to be sitting on the couch at some point and be like, heck, I'm just going to get a job again. Exactly. So it's, yeah. And we don't have to do everything. So in, in, your, in your work, um, because our, our focus big today was value and, and yes. their worth. And I know, as you guys know, I have a system, so I already have a couple of talking points for Mandy. I know where she's <laughs> taking it, which is why I'm sitting here smirking again, because we're talking the same language. And I'm pretty sure we have a similar experience where it's like, especially you working with female entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. What have you seen out there when it comes to um, the the self-worth? So not even just, you already mentioned, not just the on paper and the things that are going on and the growth and the scaling, but also the mindset piece of things. So what has mm -hmm. your experience been working with a lot of female entrepreneurs when it comes to that worth? So I think there gets to be a place where that the word worth or the concept of worth gets very confusing and fuzzy and they start to um, human nature. Like all this is like, you're normal. This is what you're thinking. Um, 
they start to intertwine too tightly their self-worth as like a human being and the the worth or really more importantly the value that they're putting forth in their business so i always love to say you know you were born on day minute one second one day one you were a hundred percent worthy already like the day you were born you were a hundred percent worthy no one can take that away from you and it doesn't get any better because you are already a hundred percent worthy way then like as a human your business worth or your value that you're putting out there is a whole other story it's a whole other we have to separate it because once we start to intertwine it we we get ourselves into a whole kerfuffle and start to really devalue the business and 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 the service that we're providing so unfortunately all fortunately or unfortunately if a lot of entrepreneurs are not selling pens they're selling services they could be selling pens but even and even mm -hmm. if they are selling pens this pen like holding up a pen for you those of you who can't see us this pen helps us do something just like the service helps us do something it's easier to see the value when it's a tangible thing or the worth when it's a tangible thing than it is intangible but kind of how i how i think about this is applies to no matter what it is tangible or intangible and business value or business worth what it really comes down to in my perspective is a combination of three beliefs three beliefs just and one of only one of them is your belief in yourself as a human <laughs> that's only one the other two are be your belief in the service you're providing like what are you yep. doing to help someone even this pen is providing a service okay so we got what's your belief in the service you're providing and then the third belief is really your belief in the emotional and financial maturity of your clients or the customer Ooh. i know this is kind of the kicker mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is like the other two you're like okay okay andrea great i've heard that but when it really comes down to it, when you think about it, you have to believe that the person on the other side of the table that is that is paying you is emotionally mature and financially mature enough to recognize what they're getting. And one of the things where you you mentioned that the same as I always mention is we need to start putting our own limiting money beliefs onto our clients. And how often do we do that? Where it's like, but I wouldn't spend, it does not matter. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't Wait. matter. And it just doesn't, it doesn't. So we, we have these, um, we have a conflict. There's like some cognitive dissonance between uh -huh. these two beliefs. So, on one hand, we're like, yeah, yeah, I'm this, this, what I'm giving this person is amazing. Like it's worth millions of dollars. And then on the other hand, you're like, yeah, but I don't think they're going to see it as million dollars. So there's this conflict and that's what causes the drama. That's what causes the pain. Because in isolation, if you ask someone or a business owner, these questions, like what, what's the value of your service? What, you know, how, what is the client getting? Like they have great answers to that. But when we put them all together, there's like a conflict or this cognitive dissonance that's creating 
drama, really, which then creates pain. So there's ways we can change this. One is to get out of their wallet, as I like to say. (laughs) Get out of their wallet. We don't know what's in their wallet and we don't know how they spend their money. And that's kind of none of our business, actually, too. Yeah, I'm like that. I think that's that's one of the biggest when it comes to to client worth, where it's like it's our perception, but our perception is only our perception. Nobody else has the same perception. So stop deciding beforehand what a client can or cannot afford. I'm like with me and my business, I don't I don't make a big deal out of it. My pricing is on my website. So if a client from beginning on is like, oh, hell no, don't even don't even call me. I don't I don't need to. I have resources on on my YouTube channel and everywhere where they can self-serve. But if they want to work with me, I know where the pricing is because I have been through this process of what kind of commitment does a client have to bring and what kind of energy in the sense of getting my bills paid do I need to show up my best way possible to serve the client the best way possible to get the best results for the client possible. So it's this, all of these three pieces that you talked about kind of funnel into each other also for us to deliver the best service possible. Yes. So true. So I love to picture, um, picture some like maybe the entrance to a hotel, some like big, huge doors, big, mm-hmm. heavy doors, big handles on them. Those are really you as the provider are opening those doors for your clients for them to change, evolve, transform, have do something easier, better, whatever it is. If you are if you are selling yourself short, if you like if you you know your prices on your website, if you all of a sudden went on there and just and cut them in half, sometimes people think, "Oh, I'm doing the, the prospective client a favor because now it's going to be half the cost." But really what's happening is you are only opening those doors half as wide you are not allowing them to fully embrace like the the amazingness of what you're going to do for them like you're selling that you're selling yourself short but you're also selling them short it's almost like you're you're doing them a disservice not trusting that they understand what's happening so i like to say the the more or the higher your worth literally and figuratively, the bigger the transformation you're giving your clients. And I think it's a it's a double-edged sword because if we don't charge enough where we feel comfortable, our core values are covered and meaning having a roof over your head and food on your table as I think a yes. core value to everybody. Yep. You're, we, we are going to be stressed and not deliver the right experience and the right transformation to our client. But on the other hand, it's also a client perspective of if I cut this down to a 297 course that nobody ever finishes, courses work, don't give me wrong. But right. with a small price tag, the commitment of the client is also different, which totally then true. brings different results. Totally true. So they're not going to get the result they want if they're not fully invested, so to speak. And I think the the bigger the investment, the more they are invested. 
literally and figuratively. And, and so you're almost doing them a disservice by not allowing them to invest to the level at which, to, to the level equal to the transformation they're going to get or how they're going to evolve or what's going to change. So I think kind of like number one is get out of their wallet. You can't decide what they're going to think is valuable or not. And number two is, you know, really consider how, how wide you are going to allow that door to open. And I think the third piece of this kind of when I think about it is you really have to think about as a service provider, you really have to think about what are you saving them? So we, I always say we have three, our three most valuable resources are time, money, and brain power. Yeah. Okay. Time, money, and brain power mm -hmm. and energy. It takes energy to have that brain power. So by working with you or by buying your product, what are you saving them in terms of time? You're probably putting them on a fast track. Like they're probably trying to do it. You're going to help them do it by, on, on their own before. And I'm like, right. how, how often have we experienced that? Oh my God, I've tried this so often and you fixed it in five minutes. Or you have yeah. a client that might be challenging you and be like, especially back in the web design days, right? When I was designing yeah. websites of my brother, of a cousin, of an uncle, of a son knows how to build websites. I'm like, have fun with that. I'll see you back again in two months. And they came back around every single time. Yeah, where it's like, right. right. Mm -hmm. So so you're saving them such time and aggravation almost. The website is a great example. I love, oh, my um, uncle's wife uh -huh. designs websites. Mm -hmm. She's going to do it for me. I'm like, oh, what, right after your turkey on Thanksgiving? Like, when is that happening? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm literally, it's like, especially with it, website and social media are the common mm -hmm. ones. Because we got mm -hmm. youngsters in the family running around that know how to run Facebook, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I never fought my clients back in the agency days where I'm like, I don't, I don't need to tell you how much you're going to screw up. You're going to be bad. Right. right. The, oh, another, right. another good one. Another good one is um, finances. Like, oh, oh my, God. my sister is a financial analyst at wherever. She's going to do all my books. Okay, let's tell me how that sure, let's 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 mix let's mix friends and family with yep. money. That is a great idea. Great idea. So, all right, so you're saving them tons of time. Tons of time by working with you. The other thing is you're saving them money, which is so ironic especially given the examples we just had cuz they think that they could either figure this out on their own, um have the uncle do it, right? It might be free or less expensive. But in the end, what's happening is they're delaying their own success. So they're delaying their own money making opportunities here by not having the mindset and systems they need to have a business. So it's really kind of costing them money to not if, if you're if you're not charging them enough to create the transformation they need. Right. It's like a it's such a cyclical thing. So time money and i think the last thing which kind of combines everything is is brain power energy like hello do you really want to read through the click funnels web i mean they click, they click funnels probably has lots of good youtube videos i'm just saying 
I literally had a VIP day this morning for upcoming ads because I I don't want to go through a course. I don't want to go through a how-to booklet. Yeah. It's Jamie, my girl, she knows her ads. I know she is available. It's like the brain power of just trying to find my way around Facebook yes. ads manager gives me hives. Right. So it's like there's people out there that are so great in their area of mm -hmm. expertise and they have spent the last five, 10, 15 years of, of just being in yeah. that. It's just like us with systems and, and automations and all the things. It's like, we love the stuff. We are in it. We live it every single day. Why would I spend any brain power, any time? Don't get me wrong. It's like, I love playing around with things. I love testing out things just enough to get myself in trouble. And then I'm like, right. cool. I have a good understanding of this now. Who can do this for me? Because right. I, I need or to I have an understanding of what I don't want to understand. You know, I know what that <laughs> exactly. Is. That, right? That's a good one. Yep. Yep. VIP days are amazing. I, I do a lot of VIP days with my clients. And, and lately we've been doing a lot of um, business planning, creating an annual plan, VIP mm -hmm. days. Mm -hmm. And Again, this is something that, okay, you could create a business plan on your own, or you could not because it's like easy to do and easy not to do. And if you did it on your own. The easy you, not to do is the big piece because how often is it that we have an idea of what we need to do, yet it still does never, ever get done. Right. It doesn't get done. And I so like a business plan is such a great example because it's something like, you think you should do and you kind of want to do and you really need to do, but doing it, uh, right? So, so that's Andrea, before, before we dive in, we have James actually in the audience and it seems like James is just getting exposed to the idea of VIP day. So uh, let's okay. dive a little bit because we got the questions either we got, you know, questions are coming up either yes. way of our processes and the tools we are using. So process of service delivery is a VIP day. So mm -hmm. let's talk about what a VIP day actually means. Okay. Well, in my book, I don't know, because you could have a different book, but yep. in, this is how I do my VIP days. My VIP days, we, um, even before the VIP day, I kind of send my client, um, a couple questions, not like anything, you know, over the top, but just to get them thinking just to get them kind of a little more dialed in about what we want to accomplish that day. Um, I always like to say it's just to get, get the brain stirring. And then when we get to the day, you know, I always set out like, what are the three most important things we want to accomplish today? And we get to work. So I am really there. I always say I'm the scribe. I'm the question person. You're there to, um, I'm here to help access your brain because some of this information has to come out of your brain because it's your business and then you're here to access all the things in my brain and we're going to combine them and at the end you're going to come out with something amazing that's pretty actionable so in the vip day doesn't just end when the vip day ends mm -hmm. right because so, then we kind of keep yeah, going follow follow up and stuff like that so yeah so james the the general idea behind a vip day is an intensive so rather than yes. working with somebody for one two three four five six weeks whatever it is and you got a half an hour there and an hour there and a couple calls there and all of that bs 
you really take out a chunk of time. So um, a lot of the process that I see with VIP days, it's either way a like two or three hour half day intensive, yep. or it's more of a full day intensive where it can be anywhere from four to six hours with a lunch break in between things like that. Um, me personally, because my VIP days are more technology based because we're mm -hmm. talking automations and all the things I joke with my clients of you get a coffee. So when I send my form out, you get a coupon code, go grab your Starbucks coffee, go walk the dog because you're going to take half an hour, 45 minutes to fill out my form. Mm -hmm. Simply because in in my stuff they often need to go back. Yeah, where they are they hosting their that. websites? Where totally. what are they automating? They, 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 they need to gather all the information they haven't looked at and potentially age it. Right. So we are making it right. fun. But again, same process as you. There is some prep beforehand to get the client into the mindset of okay, mm -hmm. we are taking actions. Then same like you, I have a specific framework that I, that I guide my clients through where I make sure we have everything. Where do we need to connect to things? Um, what kind of processes are they running right now? We go through that often enough ClickUp is involved. So how do we need to structure all the things? And we really, it's an intensive. It's, I literally just got out of a three hour Facebook ads intensive where she knows the ins and outs and where to click in Facebook ads manager, which gives me hypes just thinking about yep. it. Whereas I was there to give the specifics of my business. What's my word? Yes, what's exactly. my brand? Where do I agree with that? Do I not agree with it? And the, the VIP day allows us to do this right on the spot right there, rather than her emailing me and do you like this and revision here? And no. We were on the call, my Facebook ads manager, the content writer and me, and we just cranked it out. And I have a full on ad set ready to go for me. So that's the idea behind the VIP day to cut this yep. long term working with each other into a sprint. A lot of developers use the word sprint yes. where it's like focus, one goal, and we get this done. And yep. then, yeah, the follow up yep. of, okay, you are working now on what we worked. Now let's polish that up and all good. So exactly. Yeah. But that's. That's exactly what, it, and I think what's so um, amazing about it, like when you were talking, how you don't like to click around in the back of Facebook Manager, it's no, like not. all. I mean, I'm guessing and putting words in yours. She was just asking you questions about your business and probably mm -hmm. your. So all you have to have to focus on as the client is the me talking me right, like talking yeah. about your yourself, your business, your client, all that. You don't have to. You're not watching a video saying, and now drag your mouse to the upper left-hand corner and click on this, right? Like that's not what you want to do. So when I'm doing these business plan VIP days, you know, people are like, well, is that a strategy? Is that an objective? Like, how would I do that? Do I have enough time? Do I have enough money? Do I have enough whatever? I'm doing all of that calculation in my head and helping them organize th this plan so that then things can actually happen. It's like almost like, deconstructing everything in order to put it all back together. Like I'm piecing, mm -hmm. taking everything apart with them and then helping them put it all back together. So I think talk about time, money, and energy. That's yeah. And especially because I'm, I'm assuming your brain works similar to mine where when we are, when we are the facilitator in, in a VIP yep. day, my brain constantly jumps between big picture because I know the client yes. and where they want to go. And then yes. into the nitty gritty implementation, back to the big picture, back to right. the nitty gritty. Right. And um, it takes a lot 
for me, when I do VIP days, it's like I'm getting a drink afterwards and don't talk for me for the afternoon because it takes a lot of brain power. Right. Yeah. But it means it's for the lot. client, the client doesn't have to use that brain power. So even no. me, I love scheduling VIP days for somebody else to do that for me. So I can focus on, on my goals, on my vision, and they do the thinking for me. It's so true. I just actually, I just scheduled a VIP day for me as the client <laughs> for some SEO stuff. Like, I'm like, I don't like thinking about this. So, and it's like, we, we know it, but literally just having that sounding board, having yeah. somebody that so does valuable. the thinking for us, it's like, so there's so if you think about it there's so much value in that right mm -hmm. and and you have to as the facilitator in offering a vip day you have to believe that that client is going to understand the what this is all worth or they're willing to yep. figure it out like they're willing to work through it to see what it's worth and as they're doing it right so i think that i mean we could have a whole conversation about vip days but that's it's they're so helpful in terms of saving people time money and energy 100 percent, and and allowing that transformation to happen so fast yeah right it's yeah. and actually talk about going into their wallet too you know yeah they couldn't we could meet nine times in the next three months but that probably is going to end up costing you more than just doing this in one lump sum so. And I think on on the office, before we dive into, into processes on how you're yeah. wanting your business to make life easier, I think there is a time and place for both offers. And I do offer both. I have I have my VIP, which is breakthrough session, let's get stuff done, focused yep. on a specific goal. But I also work with clients on an ongoing retainer basis because I literally have to be for what we are doing in that container in that six months container in their business day to day where it's like okay we figured out the big picture we know where your goals are going we know your tax stack we know the systems and processes we know all the stuff it's happening but now for the human aspect of in me project management i need to be there on helping your team understand and learn better and be there in support mm -hmm. and adjust and polish so VIP days are amazing, but it doesn't take away the, uh, no, the advantages that the that the retainer has. So for everybody listening, I love VIP days, but you can't put everything into VIP no. days. It doesn't mean you just have to choose one or the other. They both work with each other. They do. And I think sometimes what's so fun is that the, the retainer part of it becomes so much more impactful mm -hmm. if you've got that foundation maybe that you've created on the VIP day. So a lot of times, like we do the VIP day and then just like you were with my clients, I'm like, okay, now moving forward, how are we going to make this all happen? Or what, like, so we have an ongoing relationship. I mean that, but you've got to, it's almost like you got to set it up somehow. So, um, so interestingly enough, my growth and my business, how that has happened is my clients get the choice. Do you already know you want to work with me for the next six months? Cool. The first month is going be going to be set up similar to the VIP day. So I'm still starting the same yeah. way. Yeah. You're not ready for me to sign up with six months. The onboarding process is the same. So you are just doing the VIP day. Cool. You want to come on after the VIP day? I got a special for you on the retainer. You already paid for the first month. Awesome. So I literally did the process yeah. in a way of 
okay, you, you don't you don't want to commit for six months yet? Cool, VIP day. You are ready to commit for six months? Perfect. Six months container and the first month is your quote VIP day. Yeah. So yes. Because it it all works together. I'm like, you are just as much system oriented as I am. You know, you know how perfect exactly. they work with each other. Exactly. So how do the processes in your business work that you can run your business while living a life too? It's excellent question. So everything's an evolution, right? So the way I started on day one. Uh, is not how you run your business no. today. I already know that one. <laughs> there's elements. There's elements that are the same, but it's not all the same. Um, I think from a very like 30,000 foot up view, I've really figured out that for me, it it's, I picture like loop-de-loops. <laughs> like, uh -huh. That's the best way I can think about it. Loop-de-loops. So, for, you know, I first... I really do spend a lot of time figuring out what I do want. Like, what's my desire? I really, like, and I do this cyclically, like every quarter at least. What do I want? Um, what do I need to really believe? So I kind of, like, I'm a big person about belief plans. Yep. Not yep. just action plans, but belief plans. Mm -hmm. What do I need to believe? What decisions do I need to make to make it happen? Then it kind of gets more into the system stuff. Like yeah. what's the plan? Let's act on the plan and then let's assess how the plan went. And then we kind of start all over again. So that's, so it's like desire, belief, decision, plan, create, assess. And then you kind of kick, my business has kind of gone through many, many cycles of that to get where I am today. So today, how my business runs from a like, business operations perspective is I work off of um, work off of my business plan, which has some quarterly focus. I usually have five to seven quarterly focuses for my own business. And then I um, have a system where I kind of create, okay, what's my weekly big three? What are the three things I'm focusing on this week? What are the three things I'm focusing on each day? And I go to work. I've got, I've really figured out too, that lifestyle design is super important in this. So I look at every month. Um, actually, I mean, I just went through and looked at all of 2023 and I, I actually, I'm a little geeky. I take out like colored pens and I do like an old school paper calendar. <laughs> I mean, I, I transfer it to digital, but I do. I might not be using the, the paper calendar as much anymore, but you should see my calendar. I literally have paper calendar right across from my desk, uh -huh. all with different colored post-it notes and yeah. the whole, and you don't even want to see how many pens I got sitting around and how many different colors. So okay. we, we are okay. talking the same language. The same language. So I call like for 2023, I just did this. So I was like, all right, Andrea, when do you want to go on vacation? So I, yep. Put in like true vacation. And I'm not talking like these and it did, did you guys hear that? She started with time off. I did. Not with the programs, not with anything else. Time off. No, I started off. with time off. I did. And I actually, this in my household, this involves coordinating a few calendars. Yeah. So I looked at everybody's, you know, who's on working, school vacations, all the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, vacation. Then I um, took out my next color and I decided, all right, when is 
I call it like personal focus time. So when is the time when I'm doing things for me? Like, when am I getting my hair cut? When am I doing like personal care? We'll call it personal care. Then I took out my uh, next color and I called it business focus time. So this is time where days truly, where I am focusing on like the back end of the business. Now, I do have people that help me run my business at this point. Okay, so I'm not doing can I, all the Can I ask how that. big your staff is right now? Yeah, so it's all contractors. Okay, mm -hmm. so I'm not paying any employees, but it's all contractors. I have five different people that are helping me really run my business. It's an cool. online business manager, a podcast producer, someone that helps with my website, someone helps with copy. Um, who am I forgetting? And like bookkeeping, the whole finance part of it. Oh God, yeah, bookkeeping was the first thing I had yeah. out. Yeah. So bookkeeping and video editing, the first thing I handed off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So all that's happening in the background. But I still need time to focus on the business. Like for my that's where that whole like what what do I want to do? What desire like ideation, all that. So vacation, personal focus time, business focus time. Then I put in the green, which is the money time. So that is like those are from in my business, those are real client facing days or um, consult days or whatever. Like, when do I want those days to be? And then the last piece, you talked about launches. Mm -hmm. It's like, if, if there's something in my business that I am working towards promoting or marketing or like hitting some major goal or something that involves like a lead time, then I kind of highlight yellow over that. <laughs> but that's the order in which I do this to make sure that my like business and life are so integrated. It's like one big ball yeah. of yarn. I think it's like a big ball of yarn and you can't really separate them. Like you can't, it's super hard. Yeah. I am. Oh God. The visual I just got. Did you ever, uh, it will make sense at the end guys. Stay, stay with me here for a okay. second. And I I'm love how, I love you said a ball of yarn. There is, I don't know if it was, if it was a pastor at a church or if it was a comedian, I don't actually know, but there is a skit, would call it a skit out there where he talks about the female brain and the male brain. Guys, I promise you, I will come to a point with this <laughs> where the male brain is all boxes and they don't touch when the female brain is a ball of yarn where everything touches. And I do believe our business is actually a combination of those both visuals. Mm -hmm. where we need to put things in boxes and silos and really focus on, okay, first let's take care of the life box. Those get blocked out first. And then the, the planning and the launching and the actual client boxes. But the thing is, if you only look at those as silos, you're going to miss the big picture. So it's the combination of really going silo by silo and business area by business area. And again, starting with your life first, because you started this business to have the life of your dreams. You are not having the life of your dreams to run the business you want. Right. So having, having those silos and being able to chunk down into the specific areas and into those quote boxes while then chunking up again, because they all touch with each other. They How do. many of us went into business because we are passionate about what we are doing. We are passionate about the results we deliver. 
we are connected to our business, but that's also often where we lose ourselves, where we see our own self-worth based on the business. And it's like, no, you are testing something right now. You're building something new, your own personal worth. Your perception of it might be based on the business, but again, you are testing something. Your business isn't you as much as the business is you. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's it's interconnected, but it's not, but it is. It's, you know, like people talk about boundaries, right? I have to have better work life boundaries or business life boundaries. And I always say, you can work really hard at trying to create the boundaries, but it's really not a boundary. It's just a mindset. It's just a mindset. You've got to really think about how they are integrated, especially because yeah. we have phones and technologies. But what what are you going to choose to think about that particular fact? Are you going like how do you want to approach it? What's your approach? What's your framework? What's your roadmap for that? And um, I even forget how I, why I was using the analogy of business and life, but they're, they're, they're intertwined. And yeah. so they're all fair game. I mean, it's, it's interesting. A lot of times when I'm coaching, business coaching, you know, in comes some life issue or problem that's, that's affecting them as a human. And so it's all like, I was like, it's all fair game. We can talk about this. Let's, let's talk about this. So. That's where yeah, that's where I always say, I'm like, things go through seasons because you often experience this feeling guilty that you spend less time on your quote personal life. If that is kids, mm-hmm. if that is partner, there is so much guilt behind it. And I'm like, it's a season. If you are it okay is. with what it is, why are you feeling guilty? And then you're going to have seasons where your business is less of a focus and your life is more of a focus. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a season. It all comes and it all goes. So we just need to stop beating ourselves over the head because of that. It's like, it's we your do. damn business. It gets to look how you want it to look like. Right. I mean, that kind of goes back to how can I make this simple, doable and fun? Yeah. Like, are you having fun? If you're not, we have a problem. Yeah. If you're, if you're not having fun, then let's figure out why and let's change it. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are your favorite tools to make this thing called business happen? My favorite tools include, if we're talking software. Other, other uh, than colored pencil and a paper planner, right, we already have those. Right. I only do that. It's so funny, though, because I do that. And then I go right thing. into like my Google calendar and I make all these same, different colors. Same thing. It's like I need the visual. It's, yes. literally, it's like I have yes. these huge wall calendars and every calendar is a quarter. Yeah. And it's it. I need this big visual to have the big planning. And yep. once that's done, I'm going into Google Calendar and blocking out my calendar. Totally true. <laughs> totally true. So, okay. so yeah, I'm glad we cleared that up. So I use, um, you know, I've got so much, so many systems, but I use Trello a lot as mm-hmm. a kind of like a project management tool, and I it's a good one to help me communicate with um, the people on my team. Um, I use Dubsado to do yep. workflow kind of stuff. Um, I use, uh, you need a budget to manage cash flow. So not mm-hmm. quick. I use QuickBooks. That's like a- accountant friendly, but to make decisions about money in terms of how much money I want to spend on certain things or how to allocate money, which is totally different. And people don't get this. I use something called you need a budget, which I love. I actually became like know a certified one. you need a budget person. 
Um, I use a lot of the thinking uh, behind the full focus system and Michael Hyatt to help me manage day to day. What am I doing? Um, I use Acuity to help run my calendar. I use Buzzsprout for my podcast. I use, um, here's a good one that I use. It's, I don't know, maybe you know about it already, but I use something called Focusmate. Have you heard of this, Focusmate? No, I have not heard about Focusmate. I have an okay. idea of what it probably okay. is, but okay. I haven't okay. heard about it. So Focusmate is um, a website company where for $5 a month, so it's super cheap. Talk about like the software budget, super cheap. Um, you create an account where you can go in at any time to their calendar and click on a time where you can set up either a 25 minute or 50 minute focus mate session. So that means they're going to match you with some other person out there in the world. And you can put, you know, I only want to work with females or I only want to do whatever you can put all those notifications, but they match you and then they give you kind of a common log uh, zoom login. And at the beginning of the session, you get on, you kind of make a new friend and like in like 10 or 90 seconds or less, you say to the person, Hey, what are you working on? They say, Oh, I'm writing three emails. Oh, what are you working on? Oh, mm -hmm. I'm, and some people are like on their Peloton, like I'm doing an hour Peloton class and then you get back to, okay, put it on mute, but you can still see each other. Then you get back together at the end of the time and say, how'd it go? What'd you get done? So it's like, there's something about it that is amazing. I'm just going to tell you. It's this co-working idea. I'm like, yeah, we already have yes. a tour in Canada and in, in, on YouTube that's popping in with the comments right now. And I'm like, I'm taking notes here too, because it's this, is this external accountability where we might be it going is. to, to co-working spaces or staff. And they're like, you can just sit at home and no. they just, they just match you up, jump on a zoom call. And it's really there is something about it of having somebody there with you that's working with you that just keeps you accountable it's so good and it's really interesting to see what other people are doing too mm -hmm. right so you've got i would not true, necessarily like, use it for going on the peloton right because nobody wants to see me on the peloton sweating my butt off <laughs> but other than that I'm i mean like, yeah someone be... the other day was was um strumming like they were creating lyrics to a song now we, we had it was on mute but I can see, but it was kind of fun to like see her just coming out. She'd like take her pen. Oh, that's, a, I could see like she was so fun. It's this accountability. So, There's just something about that energy when there's somebody else there. Yep. Yep. So oh I, I figured out, like I created a quiz actually. Um, that's like, what's your productivity archetype? Um, where you can access that on my website if you go to andreas with an s links with an s.com andreas links.com like what's your productivity archetype and why are you not feeling like you're getting done what you want to get done is it really the software or is it you mm -hmm. <laughs> you know usually me yeah it's usually so, me let's be honest right, so something so, like focus mate is so intriguing because it's combining like a system in a sense with really what's going on which is like focusing or procrastinating or whatever. So anyway, that's one of my favorites. I can yep. go on and on. Do like, you have a remarkable? Do you have a remarkable? This is another one. No, actually, things. I'm using my iPad with good screen. Okay. So and okay. I have so, yeah. I have a screen protector that makes it paper like too. Okay. Um but yep, yeah, same, same idea. Thing, but that's yep, same idea. Total total same idea. I'll be definitely yep. digging deeper into focus mate. 
And guys, as always, you're going to be, YouTube is going to get updated. If you are listening to the podcast, it's already there in the show descriptions. It's all going to be there. Um, all the social links to for you to connect with Andrea, as well as the links and all the fun stuff. Yeah, anyway, all fun. Thank you for exposing me to Focusmate. I just okay. learned something new. I know where I'm going to be nodding out. And thanks so much for joining me today. And I'll see you soon again on LinkedIn because that's how we met, guys. So if you're not on LinkedIn yeah. yet, if you are just wasting time on Facebook and watching Instagram Reels, I'm all for it. I do that too. But again, it's like business-wise, um, we connected on LinkedIn. I literally just messaged her and I'm like, hey, you sound fun. We need to talk. Go head on over there. You'll find all the links to connect with Andrea in the descriptions. And I'll see everybody soon. Bye. Thank you. See ya.